You're listening to the Cairn 10 Podcast, where we bring our alumni back inside Cairn University in just 10 minutes. Well, who are the people behind Cairn University that make things run? Who keeps university vehicles running? Who mows the grass? Who orders the paper towels, which are used in the restroom, or keeps the painted walls looking proper? Hearing about and even from some of these folks may bring back fond memories for some of you who may be listening of support staff from your time here at the university and the fond connections you had with many of the people who maybe didn't teach you in the classroom, but were an everyday part of your very rich experience at Cairn University. Custodian Dave Shamlin has been at Cairn University for four years and he works the night shift. In fact, he just finished up his shift prior to our recording here. So I made sure that we had coffee available to keep things hopefully <laughs> running smoothly and keep him awake at least for the next 10 minutes before he returns home to his family. Speaking of his family, Dave's married to Summer and has two children, Silas and Petra Rosemary, and resides not far from Cairn, I believe in Bristol, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. where he was born and raised. Dave, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Nick. Well, tell us a little bit about what you do at Cairn, Dave. Uh, mainly, well, now a night shift, uh, we take care of the Ed building, BLC, Mac, mm -hmm. and, you know, vacuuming, cleaning, cleaning the bathrooms, trash. Mm -hmm. Uh, spot cleaning, anything, dusting. Right. right. Yeah. And uh, uh, previously, when I was on second shift, it was, you know, doing a Fairview Manor. Right. Tech building, music building, mm -hmm. you know, making sure everything was clean and, right. and proper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. So pretty much the same pattern every night, or is yeah, there different changes? Yeah. yeah. That kind of thing. Okay. How do you How do you feel about the night shift? I, I like it for the most yeah. part. I mean, it's it's, it's uh, gives me time to ponder and meditate, mm. you know, and pray. Yeah. You know, so. So yeah, it just gives you time to reflect mm -hmm. on certain things. No stress. Yeah. So, which I I love. Right. So, what are the actual hours? Uh, ten thirty, six thirty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, um, you could work at a lot of different places, and we'll get into a little <clears throat> bit of your background and uh, some of the experiences you've had. But um, why have you decided <laughs> to be here at Karen? And also, maybe you could even share a little bit about how you came to mm -hmm. Karen, how you got this position. This is where I met my wife, Summer. Okay. You know, she was studying here, and uh, we had the same friends that introduced us. Mm. I heard about the position, and uh, yeah, mm -hmm. took it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Mm. Are there any things about um, working at a place like Cairn um, that strike you maybe as being different mm -hmm. or unique, whether it's the people that you work with uh, from time to time and maybe mm -hmm. previous shifts where you had interaction with students and that mm -hmm. kind of thing? What are your any of your observations that you have? Uh, just the Christ-centeredness. Mm -hmm. that, that's... That's it's a beautiful thing about working here, mm -hmm. and uh, you know the one mindness, you know, and the mission of the school, and uh, just fell in love with that. Yeah. You know, from all my other previous jobs, working in factories and uh, construction, landscaping, labor jobs. I mean, to come here was just refreshing. Mm. You know, to to be able to talk with students and faculty about Christ and what what everyone's going through and their struggles and difficulties and mm -hmm. and the faith and outside the faith. So it's yeah, that's. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Uh, you and I have had the chance to have uh, uh, discussions about a lot of things, but I wanted to talk. One of the reasons I thought it would be interesting to have you interviewed uh, as, a, uh, as a custodian, as an employee, but also um, you've talked with me about your passion for <clears throat> breakdancing. <clears throat> how did you get into that? What is it? And, and also talk <clears throat> a little bit about what you've shared with me in the past of how you've, you've tried to view that as kind of a ministry, too. Mm -hmm. Growing up in the 80s, you know, I... Just growing up, listening to you know MTV raps and mm -hmm. you know BC Boys, Public Enemy, just the rap 
aspect of hip-hop. Uh, I just fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, growing up in this area, even now, there's just, just not a whole lot of kids that dance. Yeah. You know, you got your real small pockets, like in the Philly, uh, that kids that dance. But for the most part, it was just very difficult to get into because mm-hmm. there was no YouTube, yeah. <laughs> no internet really at the time. So any kind of video that you got, mm. just grabbed onto it. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got into uh, a girl in 12th grade I was talking to. She, uh, I was talking to her, I want to dance, but it's just, I don't even know, just no one to, to learn with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she gave me the old breaking movie from the 80s. Okay. <laughs> and then I just grasped, I, I studied it and mm-hmm. just studied all the like, little techniques of it. Then unfortunately I got into the club scene hmm. and I got into drugs. and uh, But that's really where I learned, you know, just finally getting into the circles and just learning from different people. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it got saved after that, you know, going to Calvary. And then I put on hold for a little bit. And then uh, it just God brought that passion back again and be, been able to use that in churches and even here yeah. a handful of times at certain certain events. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it was a blessing to be able to. Now I'm getting older. It's getting hard to keep up with it. But, Get yeah, just in the past, probably. being able to yeah, use that to rock ministries, yeah, it was okay. fun. Yeah, that's down in Philadelphia. Yeah, you go down in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you do? You have kids that come and they want to want to learn about break dancing. Yeah, stuff like at the that? time, uh, yeah, just certain like little kids that you know mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. had fun with. You know, not necessarily they want to learn, but just had fun. You know, just dance yeah. with them in sure. circles. And, so yeah, was, they probably enjoy watching you oh, do yeah, that too. Yeah, it was Seeing an older guy, it was a blessing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quote older guy, yeah. <laughs> right? That's great. Um, well, you and I talked so much too about just our faith and our, our daily walks. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's the Lord teaching you these days? I mean, you've got uh, a great classroom in the sense of, you know, your work, your family, mm-hmm. and the challenge of all that. Um, so what's happening with that? Uh, it's hard to even start with that. <laughs> Just to sum it up, always teaching me and my wife how to love, you know, each other, our, our children now, mm-hmm. uh, the church, of course, and our neighbors. I was so focused on, like, the arts and music, but mm-hmm. now God's just bringing me back to just focus on loving your neighbor in mm-hmm. a daily, uh, especially where we're at in our apartment apartment complex is a mix of Liberian and Indian immigrants. Just huge ministry there. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just, God's just bringing us to just loving our neighbors in a daily mm-hmm. and uh, with the gospel. And just getting back to prayer, like mm-hmm. heartfelt prayer for, for our neighbors. and. Mm-hmm. Our family, our kids, of course, and so yeah, yeah that's that's the main thing. Yeah. Uh, how about um, in the future? Do you have um, are there are there any things that you see down the horizon for you, or you plan on just staying the course um, as you are and um, and seeing what the Lord has for you? Yeah, staying course. You no, know, not rushing anything. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that uh, God has, has been teaching me for a long time. Just mm-hmm. being patient, mm-hmm. and this it's a lost art the art of patience mm. and not rushing anything and just waiting on him and making sure things are clear before we be hasty and mm-hmm. so uh, yeah we're just you know staying put and our, our main agenda is our kids you know, mm-hmm. just raising them up to in a godly home and showing them what it looks like so they can reach their generation mm-hmm. I mean that's the main thing so yeah just really focusing on them praying for them being an example, yeah, for them, 
because unfortunately there's a lot of homes now, even in the Christian homes, there's a lot of divorces. A lot of kids ain't seeing, you know, the fruit of, of Christ in, in the homes. So. Mm-hmm. so, yeah, just staying the course and just focusing on that, okay. which, again, I, why I love working here. It gives me time to to reflect and mm-hmm. meditate and, you know, on that. Well, thanks for joining us, Dave, and thanks, alumni, for listening. And if you're interested in hearing from any specific people at the university, please let us know. You can do that very simply by sending me an email at alumni at cairn.edu. Well, Dave just walked out of the studio, and I wanted to just take a minute to provide a little bonus content, if you will, uh, explaining how I met Dave and how I thought he might be a good guest to have on the have on the podcast. When I first became alumni director in 2013, Dave was the custodian who cleaned Fairview Manor, where advancement and alumni relations are currently housed. He and I had periodic chats when Dave would grab my trash or dust my shelves. We talked about all kinds of things, parenting, contentment, the temptations of materialism, our favorite preachers, the sovereignty of God, and a whole lot more, as you may have picked up from the podcast. One day, Dave noticed a book, The Torah Story, by Karen Professor Gary Schnicker on a shelf and asked if it were not claimed and if he could take it and read it. He told me his wife had read it and it had really impacted her and he wanted to read it too. A classic stereotype, sadly, of those who labor with their hands is that they're not interested in the life of the mind. Now in my life, I have rarely found that to be true. And at Cairn, this sharpness of mind across vocational disciplines is augmented by not just a keen interest in knowledge, but an impassioned love for the most important knowledge, the scriptures and the Lord Jesus Christ himself, the word made flesh. So Dave's time in our office and his passion for studying the word was, for me, a timely reminder of the history of Cairn, which has always been chiefly about instructing believers from all walks of life in the scriptures. And this continues today as our students enter into all varieties of fields of employment with their volumes of discipline-specific content in one hand and the word of God in the other. Thanks for listening. That's good. Okay. Yeah.